coming to you from the Flexbox Fantasy Federation's World Broadcasting Headquarters in Ottawa. Welcome to The Weekly Show. I'm your host, Nick the Man Penner, and my co-host for this new venture is WizKid Jeremiah Johnson. I like that use I like that name. I like that. <laughs> uh you've you've earned it. Uh you have had some cutting edge analysis this season about uh different teams, different matchups. But now we're going to sort of take that uh analysis and parlay it into a podcast of its own. I'm really looking forward to it. I think this is gonna be a lot of fun. Uh hopefully we can uh, take this opportunity to analyze some of the matchups from the past week, talk about the key matchups in the week ahead, and whatever else we want to talk about, because this show is completely unedited. <laughs> Less work for you and more fun for me, I think, so. Uh, exactly. I mean, that way people get the real experience, it is raw, it is in your face, it is everything that the Flexbox Fantasy League is. Oh, I agree with that. Adam's pretty in your face, so... <laughs> But, um, yeah, I guess we'll start with last week. Um, the top of my board has my own matchup in it, so I don't know if you want to start with that, and we can we can talk about that. Absolutely. So, in that matchup, uh, Jeffrey beat me 180 to 170.8, so he improved to 6-6, uh, six and six, and I fell to 5-7 and seven on that. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was a close matchup, obviously. Uh, how do you feel about it? I know it was a, a tough loss for you, I'm sure. Oh, I, I just... Some some of my players didn't perform up to the, the standards that I would have liked, but it was a close matchup, and we were both pretty low-scoring, so it's a shame that I, I couldn't pull that one out, but I'd say Jeffrey deserved that, so... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, that matchup was also affected by a recent major trade you had made for Josh Donaldson. Uh, I think it's a, a bit of a, a controversial trade in some, cir- uh, some circles. Uh, <laughs> well, yeah, yeah. I, I just find it amusing that something like that always brings about uh, a lot of controversy when somebody like that gets traded. I feel like people are always skeptical of the, the package that goes back. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Well, and clearly a lot of interest in Donaldson all over the league. Uh, great player. Uh, last season's MVP, also performing well this year. I, I didn't know there was so much interest in him. I mean, I should have figured, but when I talked to Payne about it, it kind of came together really quick and. It was just something that we pulled off right away. I, I wasn't going to wait for mm-hmm. other people to get involved, right? So I just kept upping what I was willing to offer, and he luckily accepted that. So, mm-hmm. uh, And you did give up uh, a fair bit of pitching depth on your team. Uh, looking at your rotation now, uh, Syndergaard still, uh, Shelby Miller, I guess, uh, Jarrett Cole is injured again. Uh, is that going to be something that you're worried about down the stretch? Well, I think it is. Um Lucas Giolotto just got called up, so that that's something for me to mull over. I'm not sure if he's going to stick with the Nationals or not, but that's it's definitely a card to play. But um, I mean, Noah also he has bone spurs. I just read an update on his file here. He's got bone spurs in his elbow, so that'll require surgery at some point. So health mm-hmm. seems to be the biggest the biggest thing I'm worried about. And I'm not nearly as deep there anymore, but I do like my batting lineup a lot better. So yeah, no, uh, a batter heavy team, lots of heavy hitters. So. Uh, it'll be interesting to to see where you take this squad. I, I obviously you lost last week, but maybe going ahead there are some wins in your future. Well, I, I hope so. But I mean, if we look at what else is going on right now in terms of stuff that wasn't close, you absolutely dominated Chow in the matchup last week, three hundred four to one thirty nine point nine. Thank you. That's uh, that's pretty impressive. I mean, Chow is coming in there. He's nine and three now. You're you move up to eleven and one, tied for first in the league with Ryan. Mm-hmm. Um, well, what's funny is this is, of course, the matchup where in the weekly preview beforehand, I said Chow is arguably the best team in the league. So, of course, he was going to shit the bed this week against me. But, uh, <laughs> I, you know what? It was just a thing where everything worked in my favor. Everyone was hitting well. Everyone got playing time. All my starters lined up on one day. So I ended up having 10 starters in the week. Uh, so I just, I don't think this matchup was as one-sided as the score indicated, but at the same time, I will definitely take this result. I am a very happy camper. The uh, the surprising thing for me when I, I look at your uh, some of the stats here, Saturday, 91 points mm-hmm. by your team to Jeffrey's 12. I yeah. mean, that's, that's ridiculous. And, I mean, Jose Altuve's been huge for you all year, um, and he was your highest-scoring 
player again this week. 26.6 points. Mm-hmm. Could not quite get that cycle. Uh, not tall enough to round second base. <laughs> Tripped over the base there, yeah. But yeah. Uh, how do you feel about uh, his play this year? And would you consider him a top five player in baseball? I mean, personally, absolutely. I think he is unquestionably the MVP so far this season. He has hit for average. He's hit for power. He's driven in runs. Uh, and the crazy thing is that I mean, he's still really young, right? And he's at the core of an Astros team that's going to be good for a while. So, as I, like people have been making offers for him for me, just in a fantasy baseball sense. Yeah. But, I mean, I am fully prepared to hold on to him. I see him as a, a top-tier guy going forward. My, uh, my last question for you, I suppose, based on your dominant week, would be that you got a lot of value out of your bullpen. Mm-hmm. Um, I would suggest that you're, you're a bullpen-heavy team. You probably easily have the best bullpen in the league. But does it worry you to have your team centered around something as uh, volatile as relievers who can lose their role or get hurt pretty frequently? Yeah, I mean, it's true. Uh, it is a, a volatile playing area, but my strategy has always been, uh, and I know I've talked about this before, but it's a situation where you want to get a comparative advantage, right? And you want to do something proportionally better than the other guy. And the bullpen is an easy area to really leverage that, especially because everyone at the start of the season was really undervaluing relievers because of the adjusted scoring. And so the important thing with relievers is you want guys who are going to be in a lot of games and going to be getting a lot of strikeouts. And so when I look at my current bullpen setup, that's really what I've got. And so like even guys like Bookter and Brack, who were uh, you know, theoretically not supposed to be as good in in value as the closers have really overshadowed them just because of how many games they're playing. Uh, and so for me going forward, I guess I am a little worried about some of the health situations. Uh, Want to make sure that nobody uh, really goes down, but you can't really control that. So for me, I'm just happy making sure I uh, keep using my bullpen effectively and keep streaming relievers well. Would you say that... Uh Jeffrey, Jeffrey's team just underperformed here. I mean, David Price had minus 7.5 points in the matchup. Uh, probably not a typical week for him, you would say. Yeah, I mean, I think every one of his starters had a below-average outing, uh, and he didn't have a lot of them either. So I, I have full confidence in him to bounce back. I still think he's got a really good team, especially in terms of batters. No, I agree with you. I think uh, I think you caught him on a good week. I mean, you, you scored highly, but I think he also... Uh, he also had a bad week. Um, in other stuff, so we got uh, Cam beating Payne, 231 to 223. I, I don't know if that's that surprising, but... Uh, making it interesting, squeaking one out against the worst team in the league, uh, classic Cam. Yeah, I mean, I'm not I'm not shocked by the result. I'm shocked that it was that close, but... I mean, mm-hmm. Payne's team can, can still surprise the odd time and knock somebody off, so... Well, and that's the thing about fantasy. Anyone can win any given week. Payne's team is, you know, by any measure, the worst in the league. But it's still a pretty good team. Yeah, he he fell to one and eleven there. Cam uh, up to five and seven. Um, yeah, another five and seven team. Not so fortunate was Justice. He uh, he lost a close one there to Sam, uh, two twenty eight to two ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charlie Blackman played a huge role for uh, for Sam as top scorer, forty five points, which is ridiculous when you think about it. But very uh, impressive, yeah. Um, Jatish had uh, Trevor Story, who's probably the rookie of the year in the NL, I would say. Eh? Oh, yeah. He's been fantastic, and given the opportunity, he's ran with it. Mm-hmm. No, uh, Story's great. And uh, especially from a fantasy perspective, he's an asset to hold on to. Jatish kind of stumbles on these guys, I feel like. He, uh, <laughs> he kind of lucks his way into people. Yeah, hey, better to be lucky than good sometimes. No, I agree, I agree. Um... Garth beat Jamil, which is, I don't know how to feel about that, 235 to 219. Um, I mean, Garth is someone who has had a lot of bad luck this year with his matchups, lost a lot of close ones. So uh, I'm not sure if his team is playoff caliber right now, but it's definitely at least good enough to be 500. So it's nice to see him heading in that direction. I'll give him credit. He sticks by his players. He doesn't make any trades. He doesn't really pick up any players. He kind of sticks with the roster he has, so... 
Mm-hmm. No, when I had a chance to talk to him on Better Known Owner, I thought maybe that was the start of a change for him. He was going to be more vocal, more involved in the league, but he's still sticking to his guns, sticking to his guys, and uh, i got to respect that on one level. No, oh, I, I think that's fair. Um, perhaps the upset of the week, in my opinion, was uh, Wesley at 305 beating Mike 305 to 226. Yeah. Um, Chris Sale absolutely carried his team. Mm-hmm. Which isn't really surprising in and of itself, but I mean, West got some good performances from his bats. I mean, Franco, Scope, um, let me just have a look here. Pagan, guys that you wouldn't expect to be consistent, gave him over 20 points each. Yeah, no, it's uh, impressive. When everything's clicking, it's uh, hard to be beat. But if I'm the Illuminati, I've got to be worried at this point because the last four weeks they've been under 240 points. Uh, looking uh, maybe weak, maybe unlucky, maybe they need to shake things up, but uh, I know that uh, Mike has made some some bold predictions about his team's success <laughs> going forward, and so he's going to have to work to live up to them. You know, looking at his team, I, he got some underwhelming performances from guys that you would expect to do well. Like Starling Marte went minus 3.2 for the week, which to me is a bit surprising. Mm-hmm. Um... But otherwise, looking at his team, there's he didn't really have a really bad week from anybody. His, yeah, n- no one was bad, but no one was great. His pitching's a little bit suspect, I would say. I think you can make that argument. That uh, I mean, he's got Carrasco and he's got Kershaw, obviously very, very talented guys. But after that, I mean, in terms of who's healthy for him, I mean, you're looking at Yobaldo Jimenez and Dan Straley as your three and four. Yeah. Which I'm not sure is... Uh, championship caliber yeah exactly especially if you're looking to uh to, to uphold your bold predictions i'm not sure and uh his bullpen's not very good i'll, I'll say that right off the bat no um, uh it, it's gotten better over the season but it's you know uh it's something that it's not up to not up to snuff in my opinion i mean after Sergio or santiago casilla you're uh you're looking a bit thin up there i'd say mm-hmm. I, mm-hmm. I think if he's gonna make some moves at the deadline he needs to look at maybe acquiring some bullpen arms or uh, be a backup inf- backup bat infielder perhaps because his lineup, uh, when he gets hurt he doesn't have a lot of viable alternatives he's employing David Freeze at third base Yeah, it, yeah. it would seem and uh, Granderson's been awful off the bench, frankly yeah. for him So No, he's got a, a thin bench, not a lot of depth there and so uh, he's de- he's never been afraid to make bold trades before so I'll be interested to see what he pulls out this season I'm uh, curious to get your your opinion on the uh, Ash uh, defeat of Max there, 279 to 172. I'm not sure uh, many people would have predicted that coming into this. Yeah, no, I mean, talk about that. Max was very hot ever since he started managing the team, uh, but also very hot. Ash runs his winning streak to seven straight games. Uh, just, you know, it's one of those weird things where sometimes when... Uh, guys start the year slowly your team falls behind you get down uh, but Ash has managed his team incredibly well he's a manager of the year contender in my books because he's made a lot of small but meaningful moves and now he's got a lineup that is is producing and is getting him wins in a big way even over guys like Max I mean really it was a weekend that that clinched a farm there. I mean, you look 69 to 22.6 and 43 to 21. So he really extended his lead mm-hmm. in the weekend. And, uh, I mean, I, I'm not going to lie to you. Owen five. I thought he was done. Yeah. Yeah. I, I no. thought he was toast. A lot of people writing him off, but he, uh, he proved us all wrong, I guess. I mean, you got to think if he can continue this going into the playoffs, he's definitely a dark horse candidate to, to take down some people, I would say. Mm hmm. But at the same time, I mean, don't forget about Max. Don't start writing him off now because uh, he still has uh, a great lineup that he partially assembled slash stole from Cam. Uh, uh, yeah. You've got to put he, an asterisk beside that, though, I think, because, I mean, he didn't do any of the grunt work to get this team together. He just a little bit, yeah. walked in and took it. You know, uh, at the same time, though, it's his name on the team. Uh, he's got it, and... He's taking them towards uh, success, so more power to him. <laughs> that's a very that's a positive outlook to have. I mean, no disrespect to him. I just I'm not sure if Cam wasn't managing this team that 
it wouldn't be in the same position. Uh, that is true, and I also have to publicly call out Max for not responding to my trade proposals in a timely fashion. Come on, Max, get it together. Give me some of your guys. You know, you got too many guys. Give me some guys. <laughs> uh, I, I'm not going to give the specifics here of who you asked for, but I'll, I'll also affirm that Max just never answers me when I talk to him. Mike answers me, though. He somehow that- seems to know what's going on when I talk to Max about players. So That's true. Maybe, uh, maybe Mike is actually Max as well. Having never seen Max Brand in person, uh, <laughs> I, really, I really don't know. This is uh, it's a secret call-out here that we're hoping you're not, like, the last guy who owned <laughs> a team that we were con- we were concerned about. But uh, anyway, moving on so we don't get uh, censored by the league in our first show. Uh, Aiden <laughs> got 211 points, defeated uh, Garth Newton, one to 170 there. So. Mm-hmm. Good um, win for Aiden. Aiden needed that, I think. I think he really needed that. Yeah, yeah. He's had a, a bit of a roller coaster season, but... Uh, Hopefully things are moving in a positive direction for him. I mean, when your like symbol tag is nuts, I'm not sure your season's going to be great. <laughs> but Fair. I will I will say that he's at 500 and he has a chance. So Absolutely. power to him. And I have seen Aiden in real life. That so when he doesn't respond good. to me, I don't take it personally. That excellent. So bringing us to the matchup of the week, which could be the matchup of the season, I would say. Matchup um, of the decade, yeah. Yeah, it didn't it didn't live up to the uh, the score hype I had for it. I was thinking, you know, three seventy five to three forty, something like that. Um, mm-hmm. But Ryan at three hundred one did beat Adam two sixty five. Flex Fox is, is dead. Uh, <laughs> All de- hail Ryan. Does Ryan it make him the best team now. in the league? My question for you. Uh, I think so. I mean, like, uh, just as a thought experiment, if you just look at Flex's team, uh, yeah. look at what he's done this season. If you take his name off it, if you take the identity off, if it's just a generic team, it's still mm-hmm. a good team, but I'm not sure if it's a great team. He's got a lot of weakness in his pitchers. Uh, there are some holes in his lineup still. And obviously guys aren't delivering when they need to because he keeps losing. Well, yeah, that's you know what, that's a harsh critique, but it is fair. And I will say he didn't have Steven Strasburg, arguably his best pitcher for this matchup, which isn't an excuse because Ryan also didn't have Dexter Fowler. Yeah. Um, but I will say that I do think if they were to meet in the playoffs, it would be a bit closer. Flex close a gap Sunday with a a good showing, but in terms of and keeper is a big part of wire league. Uh, it works the way it is. I, I like Ryan's team long term more than I like Flex's team. Mm-hmm. I I do think he has good players. I mean, obviously Bogarts and and Machado are amazing players. But if you look at Ryan's team, he has a young, um, viable upcoming up and coming talent at almost every position. Yeah. I mean, I I mean, look at his bench is Fowler and and Brett Lowry. I mean, really, that those guys would be starters on most teams in the league. So. No, and, I mean, uh, the only place, in my opinion, where Flex is better than Ryan is self-promotion. Uh, <laughs> Ryan Ryan has been the team to beat for a while now. He's running the league. He is in first place, well-earned. Uh, he's going to do well this season, maybe even win the championship. And in the future, I mean, he's set himself up for a, a good run. I, no, I couldn't agree with you more. And uh, I mean, he just got Matt Harvey this week, so that's mm-hmm. a I think that's a big get for him. I think that's really important. You pair uh, you pair Harvey with Baumgartner, and um, I'm trying to see he had somebody else here. Well, he's I mean Johnny Cueto's been lights out for him all year. So yeah. you you pair him with those two guys, you gotta like his chances. I would say to to win the whole thing. I'd say easily. Mm-hmm. But there are teams, including yourself, that will have a say in that. And I'm looking forward to watching those matchups with interest. I think you guys play one more time, which will be fascinating. Uh-huh. I mean, there's still a lot of season left. Uh, I have a matchup with Flex still to come, and then there are the playoffs. So uh, Ryan has uh, has won a battle, but the war is far from over. Uh, that's fair. I mean, I uh, I don't know when the new power rankings will came out, come out. I, uh, I released some last week, but looking at what's happened from the week as we, as we wrap all of this up, I might even suggest that Flex might not even be the number two team in the league. My question really? to you is, 
could you see your team, in an unbiased opinion, being better than Flex's based on records? I mean, record-wise, you're the second-best team in the league. I mean, I think... You know what? Yes. Yes, I am a better team than Flex. Because if you if you listen to Flex, all Flex will talk about is total points. How he has the most total points, uh, somehow that means something. I mean, if it was a league where total points counted, sure, that's something. But I have been very strategic since day one, lined up pitchers, uh, worked my lineup to prepare for the matchups that were going to be tougher, to make sure I got Ws, uh, make sure all my guys were ready, I got good matchups and good weeks. Uh, so I just think that Flex, if he really was the better team, if he really had the position in the league he thinks he does, then he would be winning more. And so to be the man, you got to beat the man. <laughs> and frankly, I don't think Flex is doing that right now. No, I mean, we're going to have to see how he rebounds from this. But uh, I- I'd say in new power rankings, whoever does them has to take in consideration that you and Ryan have both won matchups. I mean, you defeated Ryan to to give him his only loss on the season, and Ryan beat Flex. I mean, you got to look at it that way, and you got to you got to see it as Flex couldn't beat top teams when it counted. And come playoff time, that's all that's going to matter, I'd say. Absolutely, and uh, I wish whoever does the power rankings this week uh, good luck, and um, I really hope they make the right decision. Well, it might be me again if I can't uh, okay. finish my piece, but it, it could be me anyway. So. We'll have uh, to see. I wasn't sure. Uh, I think Cam is dead. I don't think he's posted anything on the league website in a month. So I talked to uh, him. It's, you know, I don't know. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, uh, uh, I hope he hope he's doing well. Whatever he's doing, because he's not doing well at fantasy. Oh well, as we fire shots here, we're just gonna update all of you uh, on the Blue Jay game. The uh, gas can of a bullpen has coughed up the lead, and the Jays lose nine four. Ugh. After going up uh, four nothing through five innings and a, a decent start by Marco Estrada. Mm-hmm. Uh, can't say this is news, but still sad nonetheless. Uh, it's the it's the Blue Jays for you. It's been that kind of year so far. So should we uh, transition here into the matchups that are currently going on and preview them for this week? Yeah, let, let's pivot to the uh, week ahead. This is your area of expertise, so I'll let you take so, the uh Well, just going off what I see on my screen, uh, I'm matched up against Garth McInnes. Uh, right now, Monday night, I've taken an early lead, 24.7 to 7.4. Uh, like I said earlier, Garth is a good team, not overlooking him at all, but I feel pretty confident that I can win this matchup and uh, look ahead. I, I mean, I think a lot of it is uh, how do the starts line up, right? If you can get seven starts off, on a week and add one or two Sunday starters, I think you're in a really good spot. Um, uh, I will confess openly that my starts aren't great this week uh, on account of how great they were last week, but uh, if it makes me feel better, which it does, Garth aren't doing much better. Uh, so in that sense, I am I am happy with where I'm at. I, uh, I will say, though, the only positive about Garth's team right now is Jackie Bradley Jr. I wish I kept him, but... Uh, yeah, uh, found gold right there. There's also... Lo- Go ahead, sorry. Uh, just looking at his lineup for today, uh, he apparently had only uh, four batters put up po- positive points, negative uh, 2.1 on the day, and I think that sums up a lot of the Stubby Clap Clappers offense right now because when you're starting guys like uh, you know Valbuena, Harrison, Jordy Mercer, I mean, some days are going to be good. But some days really aren't going to be good. You know, I don't have a problem with Harrison. I, I like that he's a super utility guy. I, I have a problem when you're starting Rajay Davis in left field on your team. And mm-hmm. uh, I, he doesn't even have enough pitchers to fill out his, his starters in his lineup today. So, I know. But another part of it, too, and the part that I'd say really hurts Garth is that People in this league, or teams that are trying to be competitive and don't have the pitching depth of a top championship contender, are on the waiver wire constantly picking up guys for days on and days off to get their starts. And Garth just isn't active enough to do that. So, mm-hmm. No, uh, absolutely. Garth uh, has a very hands-off approach. He keeps his guys. He likes his guys. But uh, that can only take you so far, especially when your guys are a little bit more middling than what you'd like. So, I, I think you should take the matchup. But we'll have to see. 
Well, we'll have to see indeed. Uh, next up, we have uh, yourself against oh. Garth Newton. He's winning right now. Uh, yeah, Garth Newton is currently up 21.4 to 10.6. Uh, you do have the better record. You are five and seven. He is four and eight. Uh, but what are your thoughts on this matchup? Um, I really like his team. Honestly, if I'm if I'm gonna be straight up and honest about it, I think in a few years his team will be fantastic. And I do think he has players right now that are really good. I mean, Chris Davis is fantastic. Carlos Gomez has been rebounding. He's riding sadly Billy Hamilton tonight at seven point one there, which is. Mm-hmm concerning in a way, but he did have Adam Wainwright start tonight, underwhelmingly getting four and a half points. Um, I'm really concerned mainly because Syndergaard went minus 1.5 tonight, and they, like I said earlier, they found out that he had bone spurs in his arm, which, I mean, if he can't pitch with that, he's done for the year. Mm-hmm. So, my offense got 15.1 points, which, no complaints, but my pitching seems to be letting me down, and I'm not confident that I'll be able to win this matchup, frankly. Mm-hmm. But that's why so, we play uh, the games, right? You're, you're a little nervous? But, I, I uh, am a little bit nervous. I I would have really liked last week, and I need this week if I'm going to contend, or otherwise it'll be uh, it'll be sell-off time. It'll, yeah, game over. Yeah. Uh, no, uh, fingers crossed that you can uh, pull one out yet. I'm hopeful, I'm hopeful. <laughs> uh, this is an interesting matchup, though. Uh, Jamil against Jeffrey Chow. Uh, on paper, it's no contest. Jamil is four and eight. Chow is nine and three now after his loss to me last week. But Jamil is presently winning twenty five point eight to twelve point four, and I think that's a, a bit of an interesting uh, situation to be in, where Chow's team very much underperformed last week. Uh, what I think we all assumed was a one off miss, but. Uh, looking at his lineup today and going forward this week, I mean, it might be the start of a larger slump for his team. I I agree. I mean, when does Jake Arrieta score three points? Mm-hmm. Right? So uh, that's a big part of it. Um, Cespedes has been in a funk, so that's that's tough for him to get out of. Um I mean, his team's just old. I mean, I don't particularly like a lot of his guys. I know he's trying to do the over 30 thing and see how he can do, but I'm not convinced that if he really has title aspirations that an over-30 team is what's what's going to get it done. Um, no. I mean, uh, personally, I have no problem with over-30 guys, especially when you're in a position like Chow is where he wants to compete now, he wants to win the title this season, he's not so concerned about the future. But the caveat with that is that you need guys who are over-30 and consistent. And so while some of his guys, you know, they deliver week in and week out, if not enough guys are putting up numbers, you're not going to win. It's as easy as that. No, I agree. And, uh, I mean, Jamil's got a couple of guys. Adam Duvall mainly jumps out at me that have had career years. Mm-hmm. Um, Duvall doesn't really hit for average, but he has power. And, yeah. And uh, he got a big night from Marcus Semien, which is pretty surprising considering his track record, but... It, yeah. That's all it takes, right? Is a couple couple breakout nights like that, and you and you get some points, and you're rolling, right? So, no, well, and I am a little surprised that Jamil hasn't been doing better on the season. Uh, he's got a couple of mild favorites like Miggy, uh, v- Vmart, Nelson Cruz. So I I would not be shocked if Jamil won this matchup, but if he does, I would be very worried for Chow. Uh, I'm not sure how Chow is going to be able to respond, uh, add talent, rearrange his lineup. Uh, because if he's not performing, then he's not going to go far. No, he's. Uh, if he loses his matchup, he's definitely going to have to be asking some tough questions about his team and, and reflecting on that. So we'll have to see how it happens and how it plays out for him. Yeah. Uh, a matchup that's starting off very closely to begin the week. Two teams, both 6-6, six and six, everyone 500. Uh, Jeffrey Lim against Aiden. Uh, Aiden has the slight microscopic... Hair of a walnut edge, 26.8 over 26.1. This is, I think, an interesting matchup, especially in terms of playoff implications. Uh, These are two guys that could still make a run at a wildcard spot in particular. Uh, They are in the tougher divisions, uh, Jeffrey Jungle and twice the division, respectively. But it would be interesting if one of these guys can win and then maybe build a bit of a win streak. 
Yeah, it would be. Um, I don't think this one's going to be close, though. And the reason I say that is because Aiden used four starts tonight. Mm-hmm. And he used Joe Ross. 8.5 points is, is respectable. Eduardo Rodriguez went minus 12. Yeah. Um, I mean, Vincent Velasquez cancels that out with his 12, but you burn two starts to get no points, basically. And uh, McHugh didn't, isn't doing that great. He, I think he's still been in the game right now, but uh, Jeffries used none of his starts. So, I mean, you got to give the edge to him based on the fact that he's kept it close based on his offense, and he still has seven starts to Aiden's three. Uh, um, no, very true. Uh, he also has a bunch of guys, uh, Lim does, who are pitching on Tuesday, which means they'll probably be pitching on Sunday as well, which is a big boost for him. So uh, it is close right now, but I think you're right. Uh, looking at just the pitching matchup, I think that Lim has taken an edge here. Uh, thanks in large part to Eduardo Rodriguez. <laughs> Maybe he's secretly playing for uh, for Jeffrey there, but <laughs> I I like Mark Trumbo on his team a lot. He's had a career year. I didn't think he was going to be nearly this good for Baltimore. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, his average has, has always been kind of suspect, so he's brought that up, and he's he's always had the power, but I don't think many of us saw him on pace for 40 home runs, that's for sure. Yeah. No, absolutely. Trumbo uh, is really good value, especially with his multiple position eligibility. It's a lot of it's... I feel like a lot of it's luck, or a lot of it's good fortune, but... Mm-hmm. He does have a good team. I like Archer, obviously. I I think Zimmerman's a strong pitcher. Yeah. Um, we'll have to see, though. I, I'm not convinced long-term his rotation is, is good enough to challenge, but this week I, I think he should have the matchup. I'd be surprised if he didn't win. Uh, fair enough. I, uh, once again, I'm, I'm tempted to agree with you. Uh, another interesting matchup. Uh, we have Payne against Mike Kaminsky and the Illuminati. Uh, and Payne is currently in the lead, 14.5, to a pitiful 0.6 for the Illuminati. You know, if Mike loses his matchup somehow, <laughs> I I don't know what to say to him. Uh, mm-hmm. I mean, Dan Straley blew up tonight, minus 8.5 points. And uh, that's one of his starts down. But you know what? I think Mike's team is good enough. He can overcome this pretty handily. Yeah, I mean, like I mentioned earlier, he has not had a lot of success uh, getting points when they count in the past four weeks. His team is in a bit of a slide. Uh, He should have the edge in this matchup, especially considering Payne has not won since week two, I believe. Uh, A very long losing streak. Uh, But, I mean, you never know. Uh, Payne just needs a, a little luck, a couple more nets like tonight, and he's right back in it. I, uh, we gotta try to get uh, Mike and Varan on the show, because I want to see what their dynamic is like at that team. Absolutely. I am very interested in their competing management styles. I wonder if Mike actually puts the players in the lineup or, or not. That'll be interesting to find out. Uh, good question. And uh, when he sees a start like Trevor Bowers, 14 points, how does he react, I wonder? I wonder. Is he beat down as assistant GM? <laughs> I'm curious. I want to know. Because uh, <laughs> when you lose to... He lost to Flex, right, a couple weeks ago. Yeah. And he did lose last week. So I, I want to know how angry he gets or what he does when when he loses. <laughs> I feel like it's not pretty. Uh, absolutely. Uh, <laughs> I, I really don't know how that two-manager dynamic would work and how they've gone this long, at least, without killing each other. That'll happen soon. I, I yeah. believe it. Oh, yeah. Uh, our next matchup, uh, another interesting one, is Jathish against Philip. Uh, Jathish is five and seven. Philip is three and nine, and Philip is actually the one with a strong lead of forty-five point five points against Jathish's twenty-one point seven. I uh, I'm not sure the the name change there by Jathish <laughs> is going to translate to wins, but I'll give him I'll give him some points for relevance based off the fact that this is current and his uh, multiple player usage there. Mm-hmm. I, I um, st- still don't understand Phillip's team name at all. Really. Uh, <laughs> yeah, I, I do give props to Jathish uh, for his creativity, for being very timely, very relevant. Uh, that's definitely what this league needs. Uh, when you look at the pitching matchup, uh, Jathish did have two guys go today. 
Uh, and he got pretty good results out of both of them. It's just he didn't have any hitting to go along with it. Uh, whereas on the flip side, uh, Philip had a lot of great performances, especially Carlos Gonzalez, Colorado, in that win over the Blue Jays. Uh, also, Marco Estrada, despite being the loser on the day. Uh, well, he wasn't the loser. It was a no decision, but he still put up 14.5 points. So that's not a bad start to the week for Philip. And Philip's team, I feel like, has a, a bit of an underrated potential about it. Yeah, I mean, when you look at it, He's got some guys. A lot of them don't jump out. I mean, when you're putting Brandon Drury, who's at AAA, in your lineup. Um, oh, he was recalled. I, I take that back. He was recalled on, uh, this looks like Friday, but he's not playing tonight. Mm -hmm. um, Trace Thompson. I mean, Clay Thompson's pretty pretty famous, but Trace found his way into an everyday role. I mean, he's, he's kind of crappy lately, mm -hmm. but... He does have a lot of potential. I mean, Travis Shaw has been amazing this year for the Red Sox. Carlos Gonzalez is always on on fire, it would seem. Definitely a top-end top, top end guy. Um, I like Francisco Lindor a lot. I know he took a lot of slack for that deal. I don't, I don't know if you remember. Mm -hmm. um, well, he traded Troy Tulowitzki, Verlander, and Axford for Lindor and Norris, which is still, I mean, frankly, awful, but Lindor is really good. And he held on to Evan Longoria when I tried to get him for a long time. So he, he does have pieces to win, and I do think um, he can beat Jathish. I mean, I don't think Jathish's team is, is anything special. In fact, it's just made up of waiver wire claims and expansion picks. So outside of McCutcheon, I, I don't really like his bats. I'm not a big Joe Panic fan, or mm -hmm. I'm not really a Steven Vogt fan at all. So... I, I don't know. He doesn't. Michael Fulmer has been great, but I mean, outside of Fulmer and McCutcheon, I, I don't really like anybody on this team. I don't know about you. Yeah, well, and even with McCutcheon, I mean, we all remember that trade going down. But McCutcheon barely has a hundred points on the year. I mean, he is he is not performing at an elite level. So I think a lot of Jathisha's struggles can be caused by that. Just having guys who aren't quite good enough or aren't quite playing hard enough. And so even though theoretically he should be easily uh the second best team in evil division of evil he does not and uh he's got no one to blame for that but himself yeah i mean I w we should preface the fact that he willingly took an expansion team so to bash Fair enough. too hard is a little bit a little bit rough but his team is definitely a work in progress and will be for a while uh yeah no he has he does have some building to do it is very true uh, our next matchup uh, this week is Cam against Wesley. Cam is five and seven now. Wesley is three and nine, and it's Cam who has the big start to the week, going up forty-eight point nine points over Wesley's five point seven points. That uh, just just went up to fifty-one point two. Just yeah, just jumped up again. So uh, Cam's lead ever growing. I I don't know. Cam does this thing. Every, every year, it seems with every team he ever gets, twice this year now, where he acquires players and he gets prospects and he, he gets this thing going on where he picks up people to fly under the radar and all of a sudden they just turn it around for him. Like, Kendrick Morales has been awful all year, for example. 7.9 points tonight. Like, I don't know, he had 13 the night before. I don't know if Cam's paying these guys personally. <laughs> Danny Espinosa, like, like, awful players, but somehow turn it around. Nomar Mazzara, obviously, a fantastic player, but it just blows my mind how, I'd say Cam is probably the luckiest manager in the league. Uh, you know what? I'm gonna, I'm gonna take a bit of a diverging view here and say that I've been really disappointed in Cam this season. Uh, for as long as I've known him, his hallmark has been taking these really bad guys, turning them into gold. But if you look at his recent results, I mean, in his last six matchup, seven matchups, he is two and five. I mean, he's got some good guys who can produce. Uh, he's in contention still, although a lot of that has to do with him once having the team that now belongs to Max. Uh, and so I'm going to say that I'm a little bit uh, disappointed in Kem, and I... I uh, I expected better of him. I think he's a good manager, but this year he hasn't been hitting as many spots as he should. I mean, I guess it's a fair assessment, but I, I will 
argue the fact that he has spent a lot of his time with this second team in particular after giving up a really well-rounded team to Max, which was a selfless thing to do. Um, but he did spend a lot of time working on prospects. I mean, he has Glass now, Italian, Renfro, Robles, Albies. Like, these are good top-quality prospects that, when they get called up, will elevate his team probably to mid-tier status, I would imagine. Uh, I, I, you know what? That's a fair point. He does have some good prospects. Uh, at the same time, first of all, I will give him no credit for giving away his team to Max. Zero credit. Uh, that is that is a move of weakness, not of strength. Uh, but at the same time, I mean, if you look at his schedule ahead, uh, he's got Wesley this week, Philip, then the All-Star break, but then he finishes off the season with Ryan, Jeffrey, and Ash. And I don't know if those are games he can be winning. So even if he does win this week, which yeah, maybe he could, maybe he should, but at the same time, the idea of him still making the playoffs, I just don't see that happening. Well, I, I don't think he will either. I mean, at three and nine, I, I, or sorry, five and seven, he's still in contention. That's Wesley three and nine. Five and seven, I mean, let's say he wins this week and he beats Philip. He's he's five hundred, but seven and ten, I don't think that's a playoff record because I, I don't think he beats Ash, Ryan, or Chow. Personally, no. uh, I, he is very solidly mid-tier right now with this team. Uh, maybe his prospects will turn out next season. Maybe he can get some help down the stretch. But as it stands, Cam, it's uh, it's not looking so good for you. And I, I got to ask, with teams like this, do you think you'll see activity at the deadline for guys like this? Mid-tier uh, guys that are, are kind of on the fence, not sure where they're going to go. You think they make well, a move? I think for Cam, he will make any move that anyone throws at him. Uh, he is very much trader Cam. He is constantly wheeling. But if I was a guy like Cam or even a guy like Wesley, uh, I would be interested in making some moves at the deadline. It seems like there's a lot of guys who are buying and a lot of guys who are willing to pay well for uh, talent. So for these guys that have a couple of great players, a couple superstars, selling them off now or in the coming weeks is not a bad move. Well, speaking of uh, guys who are going to be buying, this could be one of two matchups of the week. Ash, 7-5, uh, 21.8 points, is trailing Ryan, 11-1, 35.7. But the big story, I think, with this matchup is one night, one game, Chris Bryant, 5-5, five 30.5 five, points. What do you think? Chris Bryant, absolutely incredible. Uh, what can you say about that? A three-home run, a six-RBI night. Uh, just raking it right now. So if I'm Ryan, I'm first of all very happy with this. Uh, but I think that, you know, just one big night from a player can make the difference in a matchup like this. So even though Ash has the big mo, he's got a lot of momentum on his side, uh, got some good pitching matchups this week, i got to think that Ryan is feeling pretty confident right about now. No, I, I think he should be. Um, for the sake of making this show interesting, I'll, I'm going to take Ash in the matchup. Okay. Um, you know, I like his team holistically. I liked, I actually liked the Harvey deal for him at the time. He, uh, he got Carlos Rodon and, uh, Julio Terran. I can't even say that name properly. But, uh, I, I Julio. like both. Julio, yeah. I like both, I like both guys. I do think, uh. He needed the depth, right? But 1 through 7, he's got a good team. I mean, Salazar, Martinez, Rodon. Um, I mean, he's got Aaron Sanchez, we forget, and Drew Pomerantz. Probably the two best RPSP pitchers in the league. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know. I, I think... I mean, he's won 7 in a row. I'm not going to go against him for number 8 here. I think I think he pulls it out some way, somehow, in a, in a tight matchup. Uh, it would be impressive. And lest we forget, this is also... Uh, a matchup uh, of within the same twice the division, uh, oh. where Ash is technically chasing uh, Ryan for the league title. So this could, in fact, be a preview of a potential playoff matchup. It could, and I mean, in a matchup like this, would you go against Ash, who's winning? Who, if he's won seven in a row, I, I don't know if you can. I mean, it's tough to to bet against the hot team, but you also want to bet on the best team, and I think that's Ryan right now. No, I think that's. I think you're right. We'll have to see how it plays out. We should put some money on this or something after the break yeah, <laughs> and yeah. see what happens. <laughs> that, that can be the, the podcast bet of the week. Yeah. Uh, who the, wins uh, that one? The Pete Rose in us is going to make these bets. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, the other matchup that really intrigues me, um, Max 8-4, and four, 
holds a, a very slight lead, 48.5 over Flex, 48.4. Um, mm-hmm. If Flex loses this week to Max, should he be asking questions, looking to make moves, or is this just this the uh, a hot team coming in and rolling over people? I mean, I first of all, I feel fairly confident that Max is going to win this matchup. Uh, I feel like even though he lost last week, he is ultimately a very strong team still, and his guys are definitely going to produce this week. And I just want to see Flex lose. There's nothing wrong with that. No, uh, but no, no. But if I'm Flex and I lose, uh, probably I'm asking questions. But at the same time, I'm not sure what Flex can do. Uh, like, he can maybe move a few pieces, maybe improve here or there. But at the same time, I feel like he's in a position where he just has to hope guys start producing, and he has to hope guys turn it on down the stretch when he needs them. No, I, I couldn't agree more with you, although I'm going to go out on a limb here and say that I like Max's bats better than I like Flex's bats. Really? Um, I, I like Buster Posey a lot. I think he's a really good catcher, obviously the best catcher in the I'd say in the league, but he gets a lot. Like Max gets a lot of value out of guys like Encarnacion and Votto and Kemp Kipnis. Matt Carpenter is a good third baseman. Um, the only weak spots I see in his lineup are Billy Burns and Seth Smith. Seth Smith's been. I mean, he's not been great, but he's been on. I mean, adequate. He's been all right. Um, with Flexo, I'm not a big Ben Zobrist fan. Mm-hmm. I I'm not sure. In, I mean, today he has him in the uh, the DH slot. I'm not sure I like that. Um, I don't like Nick Hundley as a, as a catcher at all. But I will say that I think Flex can win this matchup, and he should win this matchup. If he doesn't win this matchup, I'm, I'd be concerned. I would be asking some questions. I'd be looking around trying to make some moves. Because to me, you, sh- you can't lose two weeks in a row as the top yeah. team in the league. Plain and no, simple. A- absolutely, uh, especially in a situation like this against Max, who's theoretically a lower-level guy, uh, in a matchup where Flex has a bunch of moves he can make. He's got guys he can call up. He's got, uh, you know, he's got he's got bench depth. So it'll be interesting. I mean, my gut still says that Max comes out on top. Would not be surprised if Flex wins, but uh, if he does lose, that's going to be a tough pill to swallow. I feel. I mean, two in a row, where the league will hear about it. I, I'm confident of that. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Which brings us to the last matchup of the week. The Co- final matchup. Yeah, kind of a, kind of a meh, whatever matchup. But Sam, 39.2 points right now, is leading Richard 14.7. Um, does Sam have this one in the bag? Yeah, I mean, uh, Sam does have a better team than his record indicates, I think that he's had some bad luck. Some of his guys have not produced. If he can get his team rolling, I believe it was last week that he really dominated Cam, put up big numbers. So if he can have another performance like that, absolutely. I think he should win no matter what. Uh, And I think that Richard has a, a decent team. I think he's not to be overlooked. But at the same time, I'm really happy with what Sam's doing and some of the moves he's been making. Well, just to, just to give a little bit of insider information, I've been talking to Richard the last week and a bit now. On uh, I, I know we made a deal a week and a half ago. We've been talking a bit on and off about players, but Richard's goal, it would seem, is to try to compete in three to four years, which, I mean, I, I would imagine the league is still going at this point, but he has a really long-term outlook on his team. Um, I like the Addison-Russell deal he made. I mean, I don't know if you saw that. He got, uh, looks like he got Addison-Russell for, for some prospects, I think, but... I like I liked it a lot. I thought it was a good move for him, and he's he's looking to get young guys to compete in three or four years, and he's doing it the right way. So, although he's not competitive now, I like some of the moves he's making. Um, he's got some injuries. McCullers and, and Tajwan Walker are, are hurt, so I I think it's easy to get the matchup to Sam. But long term, I think he's doing it the right way. So we got to try to be positive about what he's trying to do here and respect that. No, uh, I have a lot of respect for Richard. I think that. Uh, he does have the potential to be a great team in a couple of years. Uh, just while we're mentioning transactions, I did think that the trade between Cam and Sam that went down uh, last Friday where Sam got Eovaldi and Tyler Anderson, 
mm. uh, in exchange for Kyle Gibson and Bud Norris. I think if I'm Sam, I am very happy with that deal. Uh, two good starters, especially Tyler Anderson. I, obviously, I'm not a big fan of Rockies pitchers in Colorado, but he's a guy that could have a lot of success there uh, in his starts this season. He has done well, so it'll be interesting to see how that one plays out over the rest of the year. But right now, I would feel pretty happy if I were Sam. Well, Cam's been been really active. He pulled off another deal tonight, actually. Um, he sent uh, Danny Espinosa, Coco Crisp, and Ichiro Suzuki to uh, Payne for Jay Bruce, Joey Rickard, and J.J. Hardy. Mm-hmm. Um, to me, the big name in the deal is Bruce. Um, yeah. The rest of those players don't really jump off the sheet to me at all. Um, I mean, Rickard- Now, how do you feel about Jay Bruce? Because personally, I think Jay Bruce... Uh, from a fantasy point of view, is not a great asset to have right now. Uh, Well, why do you think that particularly? Well, I mean, when you look at the numbers, uh, as I just pulled them up here, like on the season, Jay Bruce has had more than his fair share of uh, strikeouts. He's uh, not hitting for the power that he was a couple years ago. And so, I mean, I think like Jay Bruce is an example where He's a, a big-name guy. He's a guy that's been around for a while, and he's you know still really prominent. But at the same time, from a fantasy perspective, I'm just not sure if he's the kind of guy that can get it done and will get you points consistently. Well, just to take a more uh, divergent approach, I, I will agree with you that Bruce is an all-or-nothing guy. I mean, if you look at some of his splits here, I mean 8.7, 6.7, 0. Minus 0. 0.5, minus 0. 0.7, 14.8. So he's a very all-or-nothing type player. But Jay Bruce, two or three years ago, was a 30-home run, 225 average guy, right, we would say. Um, Mm -hmm. He's up the average to 280, though, and he's got 17 home runs. He's on pace for 30 home runs, 100 RBI, 280 average. I mean, even at a right field spot that's extremely deep, that's that's good value, you got to say. And to trade... A guy like that for, I mean, the headline player going back the other way is Danny Espinosa. I mean, you got to be happy with that deal. I mean, yeah, no, uh, I guess props to Cam for getting some value there. Uh, but if it were me, I would not be putting all my eggs in the Jay Bruce basket. I mean, that's a kind of situation where uh, you need him pr- to produce one week and he won't. You're You're gambling a lot on a guy who's not exactly known for his consistency. No, and that's fair. But in a twenty-person league, it's you don't have the same uh, the same options that you would in, uh, that's a, in a shallower fair. league. And I I think Bruce will go into his starting lineup right away. I mean, he's got Lonnie Chisenhall there, so I imagine he's going to put Bruce in the in the right field slot, and so it addresses a need for him too in that sense. And I mean, there's not a lot of guys on the market right now in terms of available outfielders for from teams in the league. A lot of people are very hard to trade with, get a hold with. And even if you can get a hold of guys, they're not always willing to move players you want. So when you get a guy like Bruce, who's on the market, you got to try to get him when you can. Uh, fair enough. Well, I think that just about does it for our uh, our first show here. I mean, we've gone over the matchups that uh, that have happened last week, week uh, week twelve, and where is it eleven? We'll look. Twelve, yeah. And we just went over thirteen. So, what do you think? Uh, overall, I think this week is a very exciting week for the league. You got a couple of marquee matchups. Uh, mine, the one between Max and Flex, uh, Ash and Ryan, I think. Uh, so there are matchups worth watching. I know last week's was a really big one with a one-versus-two bout. But uh, looking ahead, it's going to be interesting, and I think there's a, a lot of matchups that might surprise people with who comes out on top. And it's, I mean, it's pretty shocking that we're... Uh Week 13 out of 20. The season's gone by super fast, so... Oh, blink of an eye. The, the deadline, I, I forget when it is. I think it's in a couple weeks, two weeks. Mm-hmm, yeah. No, the the days are long, but the season is short. We'll have to see what, uh, what everybody does until next week, eh? <laughs>